Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. My name is Lori Fass, and if you are a regular listener to the show, you know that this particular program alternates between myself and Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. Uh, my area of expertise is behavior, so uh, I usually have people call in if they have a question about their cat or their dog or something behavior-related, but uh, I was kind of inspired to get a guest today. And so I have a guest who's Liz Bennett. Hi, Liz. Hi. <laughs> and, and Liz was on the air. Oh, a lot. when were you on the air before? It was a long time oh, ago. Oh, jeepers. It's been a couple of months. Oh, yeah. no, it was more than months. With you? It was years. Oh, yeah. Years ago. It was With literally you? years yeah. ago. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Because I was off the air for 18 months because of COVID. Oh, wow. So it had to be more than two years ago that you were on the air. Wow. And when you were on the air before, you were doing dog yep. rescue yep, and yep, mostly yep. cat rescue. And the reason you're on the air today, not that I wouldn't have had you on the air anyway, <laughs> but, but specifically <laughs> you're on the air because you've kind of made a transition yep. from uh, doing your dog rescue stuff to being a wildlife expert and rehabilitator yes, and so that's kind of different so you told me i mean before you were just bandits place you know dog rescue what did you say you call yourself we are, <laughs> we are bandits place animal rescue and wildlife rehabilitation center okay so, so you, we do yeah yeah both. you said that you you kind of connect people maybe like a dating service I don't know, with <laughs> with uh, dogs but you don't take them in you don't you're not no. as active with no. that and not you said dog you take in farm right animals. we do more of a farm animal right now and wildlife rehab yeah so okay yeah. and so i was actually trying to research trying to get somebody from the dep to talk mm -hmm. about animal wildlife they are hard to get a hold of they're they're a bit busy, busy, busy right now yes yeah. <laughs> busy, right now busy, busy. Crazy. Yeah. so you know i thought to myself well you know what they're not calling me back let me call liz <laughs> <laughs> let's call see standby <laughs> yeah not that yeah i didn't even honestly it didn't even occur to me to call you um and then i said well wait a minute let's just call liz you, you can you can deal with this <laughs> so the reason that i thought it would be great to have you on the air is because 
Certain things come up all the time. Um, I was mentioning to you this was not uh, – this is when Dr. Dennis was on the mm-hmm. air. But we had a caller that said he saw a fox in an intersection and it was the middle of the day and he was really freaking out, OK? <laughs> and um, I've had people say things to me or ask me questions or make statements that are like, Ew, you know, these are kind of wildlife pet related questions mm-hmm. and I thought you know especially now that it's springtime yep. you know maybe we should discuss some of these things um, both from the point of view of understanding the wildlife better and then also understanding pets interaction right. with and people right, right. interaction with wildlife yeah. and um, you know I'd say that uh, when people encounter wildlife it usually falls into one of two categories. <laughs> Category number one is, oh, the poor little baby. We're going to snuggle and take him in. And, I got to have it. We've got to pick him up and bring him. Oh, he's helpless. He needs help. Oh, and, and then the second one is panic. And yes. oh, my God, something horrible is going to happen. Yes. So since, um, you know, the the thing that I had brought up first was the, the fox guy, the guy who called and he was really upset about the fox. Yeah. Let's talk about that. First is, you know, people panicking. Yes. Um, So let's say you were here and (laughs) the guy called in and said, I see a fox. It's two o'clock in the afternoon and he's in the middle of the intersection. What what are you going to tell this guy? Enjoy it. It's a wicked cool sight. (laughs) Actually, I just had a call from as I was coming in. I had a call from somebody who said, oh, my God, there's a fox in the backyard. What do I do? And I said, count yourself blessed that you've been able to see this animal. So basically, all right. So it was fox in, in particular. Um, you're going to see them out at any point in time right now because both mom and dad raise the babies. So if mom's sitting home with the kids, dad's out looking for lunch. If the only time you're going to get your favorite meal is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to be out at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It does not matter. We do the who, what, where, when, why. And the when part of when you see these animals, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. During baby season, these animals are going to be out at any point in time that they can get food because they have kids to feed. And if you have kids and I have kids, you both, we both understand that when we go grocery shopping and we come home, <laughs> that truck is cleared out before it even hits the refrigerator. And it's the same with wildlife. They've got babies to raise. So they're going to be out at any point in time. Out in the intersection, okay, that's not so great. It's not so great for the fox, but he's probably crossing the road to somewhere because – um, Maybe a little confused. Exactly. Yeah. He's got to go to the nearest dumpster at Dunkin' Donuts because we've so habituated these guys to dumpster diving that, you know, this is what he's going to do. So I don't know. So just because you see no. a fox or you see a raccoon or you no. see, I don't know what other things. I think I have fisher cats in my neighborhood. Okay. Um, and the reason yeah. I think that is, <laughs> this is gonna, I'm so stupid. <laughs> One night I was outside walking my dogs and I heard this really I can't even yep. imitate weird sound. Yep, and yep. I thought, oh, an animal is hurt. Oh, yep. boy. So yep, then yep. I bring my animals in and I'm looking for this hurt animal and I keep hearing this sound. And then it kind of dawns on me, you know, like, I don't think so, Lori, you know. <laughs> and then I look up fisher cat noises. Yeah. yeah that's what they it was. Will sound, yeah. Some animals sound like you are murdering a woman. Yeah. It was they sounded, just, <laughs> I mean, it's a blood curdling, like, wow, kind of thing. And, but I mean, yeah. my theory on most wildlife is they just want to live their life. They, they don't, do. They don't care about you. They right. would rather not have anything to do with you. And they're not going to, so animals, domestic animals are kind of not so smart. Wild animals are not going to fight to the death in 90% of the cases. They're not going to fight to the death because their survival 
depends on their physical health. They're not going to enter into a fight where they could lose or become seriously injured because that's going to interrupt their survival. It's really going to take a toll. So they're not going to go in going, hey, let's do a suicide, you know, kind of stuff. Let's, let's just go mess fight with something. you. Right. Just for the of they're it. not going to do that. They're going to do that. If an animal decides to become aggressive towards you, there are reasons. You are in the middle of their baby season. Um, you're too close to their den. Uh, but they're not going to attack you in the sense that they're going to draw you out to a fight. So the Do you know what fox I mean? that's in the middle of the intersection isn't going to cross and, okay, that's it. Gonna, I'm going exactly. to chew up your children now. <laughs> oh, and they don't go for kids. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. They don't go for it, Unfortunately, people have this, you know, it's like telephone. You know that? You know yeah. that story? Yeah, you tell a story. You right. talk to somebody exactly. else. Somebody else. And it goes, so. and boy, I'll tell you that the, the stories that can come out of this stuff is, is amazing. This innocuous fox that just happens to be hanging around because – it's time to eat and you have, you know, um, empty trash uh, containers outside to, oh, this fox is trying to come in the house and kill my children. No, no. Let's let's go, let's go back to survival. Well, I heard, and I don't know if you would bear this out or not, because, you know, I hear a lot of weird things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I heard that it's often the case that foxes will prefer to try to stay a little closer to where people may be avoiding coyotes. Yes, they'll stay on the fringes of the coyote territory because they are, obviously, coyotes will if, and there's a thing we use, opportunistic. These animals are opportunistic. If the fox is living under your shed because it's an, a good opportunity for him to live there because he's close to your garbage pail or, you know, it's it's farther out from where the coyotes are going to be, then that's where he's going to be. Yeah. Um, if they live on the fringes of the coyote territory, okay, that's the safest spot he's going to do. Opportunistic survival. And foxes are kind of small, so mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I looked this stuff up on YouTube, which can get you in trouble, right? But I was trying to see. Because everything if, on Facebook is, well, is true. Well, anything that's worth knowing is on YouTube. Uh, people say, oh, well, I've done training videos on YouTube. And every once in a while, they come across something that, well, actually, that wasn't a bad idea. But a lot of times, it's just like, oh, boy, here mm -hmm. we go. But anyway, um, I was looking to see if um, there were any things about foxes hurting cats or going after yes. dogs yes, or yes, something like yes. that. And according to the um, YouTube videos, <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't. So um, do you? what would you say about that? Foxes' main diet is rabbits, mice, voles, little guys, little maybe little nestling birds, whatever, uh -huh. whatever they can get to, they're going to do it. You were talking about coiotes now. We're a little bigger in the food chain. They will go after cats. Yeah, but this I don't is think why we say foxes will. No, will I, fox is not going to go. Fox is not that stupid. Yeah, the cat has, has, yeah, right. has claws. He's <laughs> yeah. not going to go after that. So like, foxes oh pretty much are not right. going to be a threat to your pets. No, or to your children. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. And now suppose a fox maybe has rabies. What what are we going to see here? If a fox has rabies, generally speaking, rabies in fox. Um, they become extremely aggressive. There's two kinds of rabies. There is um, the dumb and the furious. The dumb is where they fall over. They look like they've been hit by a car. Um, they can actually mangle themselves. They'll start to bite themselves. Mm -hmm. um, they look drunk. They look, you know, very uncoordinated. Furious is when they get this, this sadistic look in their eye and they're just going to come after you. Oh, boy. And there is nothing. Gonna, they've attacked grills of cars. 
I remember crossing the road, or a, a raccoon was crossing the road, and I happened to toot the horn, and the thing came up and tried to bite my grill. Uh-oh. Okay, so that's a furious rabies. They're, they're going to chase you down. A raccoon and was crossing it. the road. There that you go. sounds like a joke. <laughs> I don't know. But this doesn't sound very funny. No, but the fox generally get more of a furious kind. Oh. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. So that's how the rabies virus might manifest itself. Right. It's not right, actually right, right. two different types of rabies. No, and you can flop between the two. But generally speaking, certain species will go towards, towards one. towards one or the right. other. I'm not saying that you're not going to find a dumb aspect of the rabies within a fox but in general right if you see a fox and it's really acting weird Uh uh-huh this is something okay so just just standing standing there yeah have a conversation (laughs) why would you go up to it why would you go up to any wild animal i don't know (laughs) i have no idea um okay i think we need to go to a break i know we have a caller and we can get to them when we get back but uh, we need to go to a break and we'll be right back Preacher's got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands, a pause, or anything they got now. All of us, preacher's got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass and my special guest, Liz Bennett, hey. who is here to talk about wildlife. And uh, I know that a lot of people have concerns, um, and so she is here to answer questions. If somebody wants to call in, 860-522-WTIC. And we have a caller. Uh, it's Ann, and we'll see if I can help her. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, hi, Ann. Hi, Ann. Oh, we're not getting Ann. Um, Hi. So uh, it's really not a behavior question so much. Um, so I have a, a 12-year-old uh, lab who was recently diagnosed with megaesophagus. Um, yeah. And um, so we've switched. He had a couple of bouts of pneumonia, which need to be cleared up, and we've switched uh, to like a canned dog food and trying to keep him elevated while he's eating. Um, so it, it's better, but but not great. Um and um, we're debating whether or not to put him on, I think it's called Cisapride. And I was just wondering your thoughts because I've... Okay, well, okay, and let me just uh, sure. say this to you. And you may already know this because you kind of commented on it. You do know that this show alternates between myself and the veterinarian, Dr. Andrea Dennis? Yes. Okay. okay. So you're asking me a question about a medication, which sometimes I'll even try and take a go and make a guess <laughs> in any way, which may not always be the best advice. The particular medication that you're talking about, I've never heard of it before. Okay. Um, but uh, it just in general, I would say to you that uh, a lot of medications have cost benefit. Uh, in other words, the cost is greater than the benefit. It has side effects. It has a lot of causes uncomfortable things with the animal and it's just not worth it and then sometimes the um, benefit even though there might be some side effect is well worth it and so the cost benefit situation is something that you need to address with your veterinarian so I don't know what this drug is Um, I don't know what sort of side effects you might Uh, have your dog experience with this. Um, Some medications cause other problems. They cause digestive problems. They're damaging to the liver. They could, you know, cause other issues. So if your animal is otherwise healthy and the risk involved in taking this medication is not greater than the potential benefit that it's going to offer, then based on just that general idea, I, I would 
try it, but the specific medication itself, I, I don't know what it is, and I certainly couldn't uh, tell you any experience I've had with it because although I know what the megasophagus thing is where dogs' uh, throats are just not, they're, they're damaged, they're not swallowing, that's why he has to be up when he's eating and it doesn't go down and that kind of thing. Um, so I, so I don't know. I'm not familiar with the medication. If you wanted to ask another veterinarian opinion, you can call in next week. Dr. Dennis will be on there. Uh, but in terms of any sort of medical intervention, whatever, you know, uh, I'm dealing with something with one of my own dogs, and uh, it may come down to a cost-benefit type decision, okay? But that's okay. really what you need to look at. What are the side effects? What are the downsides? Uh, if they're minimal... Even if it's maybe not going to work that well, or we don't know if it's going to work until you do it, because a lot of things you don't know until you do it. But if the risks are minimal, then why wouldn't you try it? Right. Okay. Um, I guess I'm just having trouble. Be- to- he's a big dog. Yeah. Getting him to to eat in that upright position and then to stay in that upright position. So. Well, um, if you uh, have anybody who's handy with uh, building stuff, you can build him a little, like, uh, sort of like a... High chair. Like a high chair, yes, exactly. Like a high chair. I've known dogs that were little... They they fit in an actual high chair. Right, yeah. But but you could have him, you know, you'd have to have somebody help you build this, depending... uh, He might not fit in just a, you know, kid high chair. But so where his, um, you know, he's surrounded by kind of a tray, and he's sitting there, and his head is kind of up, and he really can't lower his head. Okay. I didn't think of that. Okay. Yeah, so the dogs that I've known that have had this condition were eating yeah, in yeah, some sort of yeah. high chair con- type contraption. So Okay. Alrighty. Well thank you for, for the info. I appreciate it. Okay, well I'm happy to be able to help. All Thanks. right, love your show. Thanks. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling. Bye bye. Well, I didn't think I was gonna be able to help her at all. But I had some go. ideas. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we have to just be mindful of uh the time and okay. it's uh what we're talking about, I think, is really interesting, but, uh, you know, so I don't want to get too carried away here, but we were talking earlier about people being afraid of wildlife, and so we're kind of talking about what kind of things we need to watch out for, and fox, in general, are not particularly threatening, all right, but coyotes no. maybe are another nope. category. Nope, nope, honestly, all wild animals just want to be wild. They don't want human interaction. They just but they might want to eat your cat for lunch, (laughs) right? I mean, I hear horrible stories about coyotes. I mean, (laughs) honestly, and and you know what? I read a book, and it was called um, God. I want to say it was Howling, something Howling. It was by a guy who had gotten his doctorate, and he did a study on on um, coyotes out in Cape Cod. Okay. And it was the most incredibly huh. enlightening book I've ever read. Oh, on sounds coyotes. worth uh, researching what that book is. So oh, I'd like yeah. to read that book. Um, and I'll get it for you later. Okay. But it's it's a fabulous book and it, it studies the life and the 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 socialization and the workings of the coyote pack uh-huh. and family. And basically they want nothing to do with people. They right. just want to be coyotes. But if you're gonna throw them a filet mignon in the size of a cat, they're gonna take they're gonna it. They're gonna grab it. Yeah. yeah. A little dog, little cats. This is why we tell people, keep your pets inside, especially dusk and dawn. Well, there was uh, something that I had seen um, years ago. I talked about it on the air, and it's still out there. 
it's kind of funny. It's called a coyote vest. And it's, it's like, oh, I saw have you that. Seen that. Oh, please. Oh, please. I saw it. And let me tell you, it does absolutely nothing. Well, it has all these spiky things. Right. It does nothing. It looks nothing. like some sort of, like he's going to go to some sort of heavy metal band I concert know. or it something. It makes your dog look so cool, but it's really kind of dorky. Well, it's got all these things sticking out of it. It looks like a porcupine. Yeah, it's exactly. Awful. So you don't think that would, do you no. Think, you don't think that would work? No. No. Crying out loud. Well, I don't know. Oh, I mean, jeepers. maybe a I know. Oh, and you take it. a look at it and say, oh, I, I don't think so. I saw it advertised and I thought to myself, you have got to be kidding me. I, you know what? Some people may swear by it, but you know the best tool that you can have to prevent conflicts with wildlife is your brain. Is just what? use your brain. Use your use brain. Use your brain. Common sense. Well, it really common is sense should be called something else because it's not very common. <laughs> but anyway, I think we have to go to a break. So uh, we're going to come back to the subject of wildlife and our pets and just animals that li- already live here. There you go. And then we'll be right back. Okay. For the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities are Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Hello and welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass and my guest today, Liz Bennett, who is a wildlife rehabilitator. And I wanted to invite her on because it's baby season, wildlife are stirring, um, and there seem to be conflicts with people and wildlife and people's pets and wildlife. So I, I just want to talk a little bit about bear. And I'm going to tell you uh, actually two things that um, people have told me. They're both kind of opposite. Okay. Okay. Somebody not on the air, but called me off the air and said that, uh, and there's probably a couple of things you have to say about this, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 this is me being this guy, okay? okay? I let my dog run around in the woods, and he'll come back an hour later, and, you know, he's just being a dog and chasing things, and I don't really think it's a big deal if he runs into a bear, because black bear are very docile, and so what? Is Nothing's going to happen, and it's no big deal. So we've got him. Then we've got somebody else who um, takes uh, – I know somebody who has somebody – take their dog for a walk. Their dog is a really cool dog. He's a master. They go on hikes. And if they see a bear, mm-hmm. if the guy who's taking the dog for mm-hmm. a walk and sees a bear, he will not only back up, but like circle an extra mile out of his way to stay mm-hmm. away from this bear. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, is he doing the right thing? Uh, is Is that overkill? I mean, could you just kind of back up and just you know, maybe go a hundred, couple hundred feet away and make a circle around the bear? Or is he better off taking a big circle? And what about this other guy who says, oh, they're docile, big okay. deal. The first guy with the docile bear. Yeah, black bears are more docile than grizzlies. <laughs> we don't have those in Connecticut, right? But um, it still doesn't mean that you're not going to take them off and they're going to come at you. Uh-huh. Um, it is illegal in the state of Connecticut to allow your pet dog, whatever, to harass or chase wildlife. Okay, now we're talking bear, deer, squirrel, skunk, raccoons, whatever. It is illegal yeah. to allow your animal to chase these guys. 
That's illegal. So that's not even on it. That's out of the question. Yeah, because, well, no. then that brings right. up the topic of I've had more than a few people. Oh, well, I let my dog loose. Yeah, and, nope. You know, they chase the deer. They're just having fun mm-hmm. or they chase a this or that. It's no big deal. Nope. And you're saying. It is a big deal. Okay. So it it's illegal. It's a big deal. It's illegal. But also in the case of deer, you can kill them by chasing them. Rabbits, you can kill them by chasing them. From stress just, or they yes. injure themselves no, or what happens? Just by stress. It's, it's called capture myopathy. Um, they can, they will become paralyzed in the back end and it will work itself up to their heart and they die. With rabbits, it can happen almost instantaneously. With deer, it can happen over a period of time. And therefore, you subject this animal to being tortured by other animals um, while it cannot move. So just, it's, it's just, it's not, it's, that's basically why it's illegal because it's extremely detrimental to the animal. Well, I always knew that it wasn't a good idea. It's stupid. Okay. Well, we'll just go that way. <laughs> but It's uh, really not a smart move to do this. Besides that, the bear can turn around and whack your dog um, it, it, with bear. Okay. So now we're talking about the bear. Um, if you, if your dog goes and chases a bear and the bear's got babies, that bear is going to do anything she can to save and protect her children, which means that she can turn around and basically swipe and kill your dog. Um, if you are out in the woods and you encounter a bear, um, we always tell people to carry a bell with them when they're out in the woods or carry um, those air horns. You know what I mean? Those little yeah, air horns. And they have electric air horns right, now. Okay. Awesome. They do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, battery geez. operated. <laughs> So carry something around that announce your presence. If you have a dog and you're walking out in the woods, keep your dog on leash if you don't have proper recall for that dog. Because, again, if your dog happens to stumble upon a bear who has cubs, and you may not see the cubs. The cubs may be trailing behind at some point, or they may be up ahead of mom. Um, mom will do whatever it takes to protect her baby, her babies. She, you know, we all, as mothers, we will all do that to protect our kids. Um, it is illegal to let your, your dog harass wildlife. Um, if you are walking in the woods and you happen to see a bear, stop, assess the situation. If the bear is far enough ahead of you, let the bear go. Let it keep going. Just, yep, you just keep going. I'm just going to sit here and watch you. Awesome. If the bear is gone far enough away, you can continue. It's not a big deal. Um, But always make your presence known. Take that bell. Ring that bell. Talk loud. Scream. Yell. Hey, bear. Whatever. I'm right here. But you're not necessarily doing that to try and scare the bear away. No, you're just you're basically letting the bear know you're there. So if you now, run across a bear, the bear is like, say, 20 feet from you. Oh, uh, hi, back up. <laughs> okay, but back you're not going to like um, use a uh, uh, nautical horn to scare it no. or a pepper that, spray. Right. Or... No, pepper spray, no, no because, it, <laughs> because most times, <laughs> unfortunately, people are human. And with pepper spray, you are about half as, well, I'd say 50% of the time, you're going to spray yourself. Uh-huh. Versus the bear, or you're going to spray it, and the wind's going to kick the spray back to you. So well, let's let's just say you know. hypothetically okay. that it didn't. Okay, and you sprayed the bear. Is the bear going to just automatically back off, or is this just probably? Make the bear, you think so, or they're going to get mad? Well, you got a fifty-fifty chance on that one, don't you? <laughs> 50, How fast 50, can you yeah. run? <laughs> How fast can you run? Honestly, again, you want to just announce your presence. These animals, okay, so we, we talk about bears, and, and every year, oh, jeepers, every year we get the, oh, I was attacked by a bear. If you were attacked by a bear, um, you wouldn't be walking out of the woods. 
If uh-huh. a bear actually attacked you, uh-huh. it, you would not walk out of the woods, at least not on your own volition. Um, bears at like a year old are dismissed from the family. Mom goes, okay, now you're on your own. They're very curious animals. Yearlings are very curious. Even babies are very curious. They want to know what you are. And these guys use their mouths to explore, just like human babies. So why, and this baffles me completely, why would you take your iPhone out and go, whoa, look at the bear, I want to take pictures? No, <laughs> let's not take pictures because now's not the time to do this. It is time to back off. If you come upon a bear and you are that close, back off. You are not going to have a happy ending if you go and annoy the bear because you don't know what else is around there. You don't know if that's a yearling that has not been released from mom yet. So you don't know if mom's right around the corner. You don't know if that that bear has babies. So they're not cuddly things. They're gorgeous. Bears are beautiful. But they're just wild animals. And as such, you need to respect that and back off. Make noise as you back off. Talk to the bear, clap your hands, do whatever, but back off so that that bear is not threatened by you or curious enough to come up and sniff you and maybe, you know, take so your So don't try to whatever. make friends with the bear. You don't need to make friends with the bear. <laughs> don't try and be combative with you the bear. No, no, Respect the space. Wasn't there it's some... like the moose. Okay, the moose will come and charge at you. A moose will charge you. They're not these big docile things with big old antlers. They will charge you, and they will do damage. uh... Not Mr. Bullwinkle there. (laughs) (laughs) They're wild animals, and that's what we keep forgetting. Because we see these these television programs, we see all this stuff with, you know, nature at its best and interacting and stuff like that. They're wild animals. Yeah, well, I mean, making a living, helping people sort out their domestic animal behaviors. I guess trying to sort out a wild animal in the oh, middle geez. of their own environment makes exactly. it a little bit trickier. You've so. just walked into their house, and it's their house, not yours. And again, you just have to understand, yes, they're wild. And, they and, will and in many instances, <clears throat> we're sharing space because right. there's so many developments everywhere. Right. And yep, I don't think – on the uh, Law Talk show before uh, – John Matulis was saying, if you don't want someone trespassing, you can go to Home Depot and it says, posted, no right. trespassing. Well, yep. I don't think animals read those signs. Nope. Last <laughs> yeah. I checked, no, they don't. <laughs> so that's not going to work for that. <laughs> so, and um, I've, I've seen a lot of animals going um, by that have been captured on uh, those ring doorbell yes. things. Yes. So some interesting Very stuff cool. there. <laughs> you can watch it from the safety of your own home. Awesome. You just, you know, you see these things in the ring cameras. And isn't it really, really cool that we have all of these animals out there? But just because we have them out there doesn't mean you need to go try to play with them. Right. It's not going to have a happy and then, ending. It, you know, we think that they're really scary or they're going to be cute and friendly. Right. And, you know, a lot of that is just not the case. And then that, no. the cute and friendly, you know, let's save them and just give them cuddle, waddle. <laughs> whatever um with the babies and it's baby season yes. and i think that um i th- i think we should go to a break and okay. then come back and talk about the babies, babies. Okay, okay so we'll talk babies next all right oh babies uh, okay <laughs> all right we'll be right back the loveliest of all was the unicorn hello and welcome back to pet talk on wtic 
I don't think we'll have any well, unicorn questions. No, no, probably not. Well, we might. You never know. But I don't know if there's mental health talk. I don't think that's a show, but maybe we ought to have that. That could be good for the lineup. But anyway, so I am here today with uh, Liz Bennett, who is doing wildlife rehabilitation yep. and education. Yep. And... Um, we were talking about a lot of different things, and the one I'm saving for last is um, running across baby animals or injured animals, uh, and then what are we going to do about it? Yep. And and so there's some things to consider, the first of which is if you see something really cute, what should you do? Okay. So on my way in, I was standing, uh, sitting at the uh, traffic light, and there's this little baby chipmunk, and I swear it was just so cute. And it was trying to get across the street. And I'm like, oh, so my heart just goes, oh, I got to go help it. I got to get out of my truck and go help it. My brain goes, would you please stop? Please stop. Just stop and look. So, I, of course, I listened to my brain because I'm at the red light. And I got a car next to me. There's a car next to me and I'm in traffic. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I, I stopped and I observed and I watched what was going on. And the little guy eventually went over to the sidewalk, jumped up onto the curb and went under a bush. Everything was awesome. Okay. Problem is that when people see these baby wild animals, their heart goes, oh, God, I got to take it. I got to take it. I got to save it. I got to do it. And what happens is, especially with deer. So we're coming up on baby deer season. Baby deer are left by themselves because they don't have a smell. Their poop doesn't smell. Their pee doesn't smell. Nothing smells. And mom puts them there and says, sit, stay, and I'll be back. And when it's safe, I'll come back and feed you. Rabbits do the same thing. Rabbits will cover their babies. They'll cover their little nests. Rabbits make really lousy nests. I've had rabbit nests in yeah, my yard multiple times. <laughs> yep. And they just, they cover them like with grasses and, and a little fur and stuff like that. And they come back maybe a couple of times a day and they nurse and then they're off and running again. So just because you've seen it doesn't mean it needs help. If you see it and you're curious, like, all right, so baby squirrels, people chop trees down all the time. Baby squirrels fall out of the nest. Okay, so now you're going traveling along. You see a couple of baby squirrels on, on the ground, maybe four or five. And they're they're pretty pink or, you know, they, they have some hair, but, you know, they don't look like their eyes are open. They look like they're really in trouble. Get a box. Put a hand warmer in the box kind of thing. Um, put some paper towels in. Put the babies in there and put it by the tree. Play on your iPhone. Play the little squirrely noises in distress. Wait. Leave it, wait, come back 24 hours later if mom's still, you know, at some point, you know, you recheck it and stuff like that. But moms will come back. Moms are great with that. The only mom that really stinks is an opossum <laughs> because she's got so many kids. They don't have really good eyesight. So, so they, they got this tell. whole gang on the back. Right. They got their whole gang hanging out in the back of them and they're not really sure how many they've got because, you know, if one falls off, whatever. Um, if you're in question... You need to stop. Take an assessment. We always tell people, because when you call a wildlife rehabilitator, we're going to ask you certain questions. Where is it? What circumstances did you find it under? Is it in the middle of the street? Obviously, maybe I may have an yeah, issue. Yeah, get it out of the street. Exactly. That might be a good idea. <laughs> but what are the circumstances? Describe it to me. Can you take pictures? Can you take a movie? Whatever. That way, you and the rehabber can determine, and believe it or not, we've had people telling, okay, I found this baby... Um, rabbit and it turns out to be a baby skunk or something along those lines i mean even identification stuff is, is kind of weird oh yeah well but, one day i was outside and yep. um i 
had some cat food, and I saw a cat across the street. <laughs> and I said, here, kitty, 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 kitty. And it started coming to me. And then when it got about, well, I don't know, maybe 15 feet away, it wasn't a cat. It was this a skunk. Sc- I just yes. to this day don't know why it was coming to here, kitty, kitty. Because but- <laughs> it says food. And you know what's really, well, you know, and, and here's the thing. Skunks don't see very well. Well, apparently neither do I. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they love the sound of the human voice. Do they? Believe it or not, a skunk likes the sound of human voice. So that's why he's probably coming to you going, hi, Lori. I yeah. you. You're a nice person. So if I, if I really needed a new prescription, I would have been feeding. Oh, look at there you go. Kitty. You remember that commercial? Here, kitty, kitty, yeah. kitty. Well, this is, real, this is my life. Never mind a commercial. <laughs> Mine too. But anyway, so if you think it needs to be rescued, take a breath, step back, figure it out if you need to talk to somebody about it. Okay. And again, step back far enough so that you can observe it from far enough away so that if, if mom is in the area, mom can come and, and address it. Well, I children. think sometimes when people see something that they think is cute, yep. um, I think that, yeah, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I think you're going to get what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's not even so much that they're really thinking, yes, this needs my help. This, yes, it needs my help is an excuse yes. for them yes. to p- fiddle around and play yes. with something that, yes. it, oh, this is my, ch- my opportunity yes. to play with this very cute thing. Unfortunately, it is illegal. It is illegal in the state, any state, to possess wild animals. It is illegal, and you can get yourself jammed up pretty bad. Now, if you if you obviously say, all right, so there's mom, there's babies, mom's not breathing, babies are there, I need to help these guys. Right. Okay, that's acceptable because you are taking custody of them, you're keeping them warm, um, you're putting them on a little heating pad, that kind of thing, and you are calling a wildlife rehabilitator Yeah. so that you have the intent of turning these animals over to someone who can is licensed, who can take care of them. And then I understand that sometimes, you know, you had said, don't try to feed. No, uh, never. Um, because I remember reading something about uh, deer, that if you had to give them something, you right. could give unflavored Pedialyte. Yeah. But if you start giving other types of milk even that, or this yeah, or that. Even that. We, we tell people, just don't try it. Just don't try it. Because the first thing we have to, as a rehabber, you hand me over some babies, the first thing I have to do is warm them up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because a, a unless baby, it's a possum, right? Don't. Unless it's an opossum, because they their body temperatures are colder. And fun fact: opossums don't get rabies. There have been cases where they have, but ninety nine point nine percent of the cases they and do they not also get it. eat lots of ticks. They do. They eat lots of ticks, but they cannot get the rabies virus because their body will not support it because their body temperature is a lot lower than you would think. Well, that's really interesting. I, I read that they don't yes. get rabies, but I didn't yes. know why. Yeah, because so their body temperature that doesn't for me. So, so not, anyway, okay. so as a rehabber, the first thing I'm going to do is warm that animal up. A cold animal will not eat. A cold animal, if you try to give it liquids, even with an eyedropper, that kind of thing, you may end up killing the animal out of kindness because the animal may aspirate whatever liquid or whatever food you've put in them, and therefore they will get pneumonia and they will die. Bunny rabbits especially, um, because they are so prone to dying suddenly of the capture myopathy you have to be very careful so we tell people if you are turning them over to a rehabber and this is after you've spoken to the rehabber and you do know this animal is in danger does need to be saved um, keeping in mind it is illegal to keep them and try to do it yourself you're going to put them in a box it's going to be quiet 
You're not going to play your stereo. You're not going to put your air conditioner on. You're not going to do anything like that. Just put it in a box, close the box up so it's nice and quiet, nice and dark in there. And you call either your animal control officer um, who can get you in touch with a wildlife rehabilitator because they have. we have a, a Facebook page for animal control officers to connect with wildlife rehabilitators. You can call DEEP and they will give you a list of rehabbers. And I think I mentioned that on my website, yep. LoriFastDogTraining.com, um, on my links page, yep. I have a link to uh, wildlife rehabilitators. Yep. You can contact them. You can contact Lori Fast. She, she has a page. <laughs> and it's awesome. And, or you can go onto the DEPY website and look up wildlife rehabilitators. Yeah. You can call during the day. You can call any nature center, and they will have somebody either on hand or they will know somebody who can help out. So nature centers like? Like Roaring Brook Nature Center, Sharon Audubon Center. Um, I'm, I don't know the ones on east side. So, I, you know, just whatever nature But you can just Google search right. nature centers. Nature centers in your area. Yeah. Um, Forest Park Zoo up in, in Springfield. But there you go. But, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole um, bunch of people out there right now. Even though we're all crazy busy with babies, <laughs> we're all willing to help. Uh-huh. Um, and certain animals, people will tell me, like with little baby birds, oh, the baby bird had all these feathers, but he doesn't have a tail. Okay. <laughs> that, and he's on the ground. Every time I try to put him back up in the tree, he flies to the ground. Okay. So that's a fledgling. That's a, that's a juvenile bird that doesn't have a tail. He's been kicked out of the nest. It's okay. Just put him in a bush and he'll be fine. Most times, animals are taken in that don't need to be taken in. And, and then once you have them for a while, now right. you're messing them up. You might physically right. injure them right. through aspiration, like what you were saying, yeah, right. or separate them for long enough. Now, right. now we've got a problem. Right. You have up to 48 hours to do a reuniting. Um, you 24 hours. It, in other words, if you find baby squirrels and we tell you how to try to do a reuniting and it gets to be dark and mom still hasn't come back, you take them back in. Do not feed them. Do not water them. Do not whatever because you still have 24 hours in the morning, you put the th- thing back out, and mom, again, you play your distress call and back off. If you're not back far enough, mom's not going to come by. Mm-hmm. So you have options available. Don't panic. If you see something, don't panic. Don't well, like feel you like said, you, you need saw to. the little baby oh, chipmunk. Oh, I know. And it's <laughs> even hard for us. Oh, man. <laughs> so you knew in your head, right. I better leave this little creature right. alone. Right. Um, but if you didn't have that information or if you, you didn't already know that oh i'd be on that thing. yeah oh. <laughs> but i think people do that a lot i oh, think yeah. that happens a lot that's human nature we see something little helpless creature and we want to go help it and that's awesome and i love that fact that people want to do that but you have to understand that that may not be the best move yeah so call somebody who can talk you through it well, Call I mean, somebody that knows it. Wild creatures do a lot of things that, you know, I, they land I've done in the so weirdest many spots dumb too. things I've been embarrassed to even <laughs> say. Um, I, in, in Newington Center, there yeah. were these little um, yellow birds. They looked like the finches you buy in the Ooh, pet yeah. store. Yep. I thought they were somebody's pet birds. <gasps> I was freaking out. <laughs> and then I said, oh my God, that. somebody's freaking out. <laughs> I've done that. And then I realized, wait a minute. And then I looked yep. up. They're 
wild finches, Lori, calm down. I tried tried with a net. As an animal control officer, we climb all kinds of crazy things. But I tried with a net to grab these baby birds. They were wild. I was like, oh, oops. (laughs) Well, I think that music means we're running out of time. I'm so happy you came to talk about wildlife today. And I hope people learn something. And uh, I'd love to have you back again some, you know, maybe sooner than two years. Not not two years from now. (laughs) And and that's about it. And next week's edition of Pet Talk will be Dr. Dennis. Awesome. Thanks for coming, Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.